today's podcast is presented by Boachella, a Coachella-themed boat party featuring an incredible excursion on the St. Croix River with two bands, a DJ, bottomless food, and drinks. Boachella is looking to be the turning point of this already historic year. So come celebrate with us in Stillwater, Minnesota at 12 p.m. on Saturday, August 8th. Link to the tickets is in the description of this very podcast. Let's make history. Let's get weird. And let's get after it. podcast we have alex verujas decky avocado how are we oh we're doing great andy healthy amen to that amen dude. Dude. i'm being healthy you're now. you're the healthiest trending guy. in that right direction uh, absolutely and and what better podcast to talk about being healthy than with the founder of avocadish a new restaurant here in the sandbox down in uh, dinky town yes it's going to be in university hall and they opened on June 25th. Yeah, they're and they're crushing it by the time we're releasing this podcast. Mm-hmm. So definitely go check that out. But yeah, we get the story behind the creation of this 100% avocado bar. Um, it's very, very cool stuff. And uh, just an at, he's a dog now. At, we came in not knowing the guy, and he left one of, a, one of our dogs. So and all of our dogs dine in. Dude. Dine in. All our dogs dine in. Absolutely. 100%. Enjoy. So you're not normally a morning person, huh? Oh, no. Like, this is a 9 a.m. to 11 slot. I'd much prefer a 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. to 11 p.m. slot, but mm. uh, it's all good. You know, we got the the cold brew. I definitely had some before I got here, so I'm yeah, I'm not peaking. You, I wouldn't say, like, I'm peaking with the energy for the day, you <laughs> right. know? Uh, it, I usually just go, like, this and then, you know, like that at the end and right. go, go to sleep, but I, I'm doing pretty good for, like, 9 23 in the morning so hey yes, I'm, I'm glad to hear that and i think uh at, by the end of this podcast we'll circle back to that that statement and see where your energy levels are <laughs> yep because i'm thinking you'll be you're all you'll be trending towards your peak quite quite soon yeah and you know i'm not and i'm not going to be sitting here saying like oh we want you to peak i appreciate at the that. end of this podcast we'd yeah. like to just be the launch pad to actually peak <laughs> later in the day like what time of the day would you say you typically peak Later, like I would say, <laughs> it's just, good answer. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just late. It's usually when the sun. It's usually when the sun goes down. Whenever that is, that could be here. That could be like three p.m. or you know ten p.m. Depending, depending on the yeah. season. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But yeah, when the sun goes down, my energy goes up. So, well, fun fact: today's the longest day of the year. We have yeah. the most sunlight of the year today. That is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, Wait, that, yeah. Yeah. So this should, in, in my theory, this should be my lowest energy level day, but I don't think that's true. So I should, I should, I should question myself on that. And then that thought, it's just a little bit depressing because now every day is going to be shorter starting tomorrow. <laughs> yes. That's a great point. <laughs> so live your life to the fullest. Yes. <laughs> yes. And not every, the day is still 24 hours. Like let's not get too scared, but we are not going to get as much sunlight, which you know, I, I get my energy from the sun, not to brag, but that's just kind of yep. how I'm a, I'm a photosynthesis guy. Always have mm. been. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I think if there's less sunshine in the day going forward, 
and you're a guy who doesn't get who gets your energy or it peaks when the sun is down, I would say it's it's time for you to launch. This every day is going to get better for you. Yeah, I mean, after now that we've had this discussion, <laughs> I am actually really just changing the way that I approach days. So <laughs> yes, I, I, I appreciate I appreciate you guys, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you having me on the show. And um, I've followed you on LinkedIn. I think it was first like LinkedIn out of all places. Yeah, I, oh I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I haven't been on LinkedIn for like a month. I should probably just go and peek, you know, check it out again. <laughs> but I've enjoyed. I've watched a lot of your clips, and okay. uh, you know, I, I've seen this couch before, and so <laughs> I just appreciate you. And as I was saying, like I've been very interested in podcasts. Um, I would say like over the last five years. So mm. I appreciate. I appreciate being on the show. Hey, man, welcome. Thank you yeah. for joining us. We yeah. appreciate you. Um, I think we should tap into your creation story with the avocado. And I'm and you're going to open up a store here in June 20, on June 25th. We're recording today's June 20th. This will be released in a little bit. I'm not sure the exact date. We never know, but yeah. for anybody listening, it doesn't matter. Avocado-ish, right? Yep. Avocado-ish is open in Dinkytown, June 25th. Go check it out. I don't even know what an avocado bar is, so we probably should start there. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, June 25th, um, an avocado bar. Essentially, everything on our menu has avocado in it. Nice. So, yeah, whether it's a, a smoothie, a toast, a cup, a dessert, there there is avocado. You can always find the avocado. So, I love that. That's awesome. Where And then, uh, so, okay, so... Yeah, let's go with the let's go with the creation story first. I'd love to understand how you became a, a avocado savant and how you kind of wanted to get the wheels to start this business. Yeah, you know, it's funny like I that's such an important question and like I dislike it so much. Like no like no, you know, I, I get asked oh, I, I get asked, No, 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 no. <laughs> I get I get it like asked a lot and I was trying to think cuz that's like that's like literally if you're opening up a business, that's like a natural question that people want Mm -hmm. to ask you. And I was like trying to think of, I was thinking about how I would answer this, you know? And it's like, you brought up a good word and that's your, you called it like my creation or I think you said creation or maybe it was creativity. It's like just Mm -hmm. one of those, one of those type of words. And to me, like that's a really good way to describe it is like, I'm sure there's so many similarities to how I feel about avocado as you do feel about this podcast. And it's more of just like, it's my creative exp- expression, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's where I, yeah, it's, and it was for me, it was, um, a pursuit to kind of just live like a more free life with something. Mm. And I aligned it with just thing. I figured I would align it with things I like. So I've, uh, always enjoyed, well, I shouldn't say I've always enjoyed, but I do try, um, I, tr- I, tr- I try to eat, you know, healthier um, I, I can be really bad at it at times, but I do try. And then I was on a pretty big avo kick, um, in 2018. And I, um, I just, I was working a job in Kansas city, Missouri. Um, and I just started working on a business plan for it and see, I'm already going into like, I, I it's, it's so like hard for me to answer like how I was feeling, um, yeah, when I when I was starting it, I guess. When was that? It was August of 2018. Okay, got it. Yeah. And what what were you working at the time? So, um, I was working at a global 
a food packaging manufacturing company um, in their in their ops. And so I I graduated from the University of Minnesota um, in 2016. Okay. I was I was uh, I was older. I'm probably older than I, I look. And so um, how old do you think I am? If you had to guess. Mm, 29 i would say yeah i'd say 27 32 all right wow. yeah, yeah. yeah a spry 32 yeah. a Thank young you. 32 young, dude mm-hmm. oh young <laughs> yes this guys got it yes thank you so I, I i went i went to school at a later a more ripe a more ripe age Ooh, i like that yeah the word ripe. good word ripe is a great word mm-hmm. i went to school at a, a riper age um, I graduated and I just took the second job that I interviewed for, which was down in Kansas City. And I have like, I don't, I, I, I had this idea in my head, like, I'm going to go to a new city and I can like reinvent myself, you know? Cause I was, mm. I was like, everybody, you know, they know you for like, for the all, like every, the whole time that they've known you, like that's, that's how they know you, you know, like the friends that you've had since you were 10 years old, they know you from that chunk of time like that entire time and so like the idea of going somewhere new and just like meeting new people and they're getting like the 2017 alex you know like 2017 alex is is uh different than the 2010 alex and i want to show people that and so i took the second job i interviewed for i went down there and i mean i guess like a short version of it is it just wasn't what it was cut out to be for me um as far as like uh working and not being in Minnesota and all of those things. And so I, uh, I was in KC for six months and then I actually had the opportunity to transfer and I transferred to Phoenix and I lived in Phoenix Shout out to you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you too, son. Yeah. Phoenix is a trigger word for me right now, dude. I live there. <laughs> wait, you, wait you're, you said... So two. I'm in Tucson, sorry, and I, I just love the Phoenix area. I've been traveling up there uh, on weekends just to hang out and stuff in Scottsdale. What's that road? It's it's one road up. I-10. I-10, and it's like 90 minutes, right? Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Tucson is like crazy because there's no main i bet half of your drive is like getting out of tucson because mm-hmm. there's like no main freeway to get you know what i'm saying yeah is that- it, it's partially true what's weird about tucson is it's not um it's a city like there's a downtown but it's very like spread out yep. and it's and it's a it's it's a weird it's a weird vibe down there man it's interesting when the when there's i should say it's a it's a cool vibe but the it's weird because it's more or less a college town with the U of A there. Yep. So when with no school going on right now, it's kind of just barren land. Yeah, I guess most of the students are at home. Yeah, pretty in, much in the surrounding Tucson suburbs or Arizona. Supposedly, suburbs. we don't know yeah. where they are. <laughs> U of A, where are you at? <laughs> Let us know. They but anyways, you're working yeah. in Phoenix. I was working in Phoenix, um, and I ended up being out there for a year, and it. It, I almost just got into this um, this life where I didn't feel rooted in the community. So, like, I didn't really feel like planting roots because I knew that I was probably going to be leaving, like, and it ended up being a year. And I figured it would probably be, like, a year. And so I wasn't making friends. I wasn't mingling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would just, like, go to work, and then I would just have, like – escapes like i'd go do yoga after which is a good that's like one of the good escapes you know what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i would just like get off of work and just like go go to yoga and then come home and you know maybe i was playing some Fortnite. you know i don't even know (laughs) there you go you know 
swiping, going on too many Bumble dates, and just like it was terrible. It was honestly just like it. It was, and then it doesn't help in Arizona. Like the weather doesn't change. Like mm-hmm. it's either just like it's just really it's either hot or just like really hot pretty much <laughs> just, so just two just two there's two you know it's either like yeah and, and they have uh, monsoon season where it rains for two weeks yeah uh and like yeah treacherous rains you know that just like flood the streets but uh it doesn't help because everything just kind of turns into a blur like i like seasons because it you can attach memories and time with them and there it was just like i i just yeah i didn't i didn't enjoy it and so I was going to quit my job, but instead I booked a trip, uh, a solo trip to Europe. And I booked a, so this was like July of 2018. So I was still down in Arizona. Two years out of school. Two years out of school. Uh, a ripe age of like 30 years old. Nice. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> a young, a spry, a young a, 30. A spry, limber. <laughs> Got a lot of his, got a lot of yoga in him a lot at this of point. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's about as flexible as he's ever been. No, I, I, <laughs> his I, down I, dog is in, in pure form. It's really not. I can't, <laughs> I can't touch my toes. I'm not even joking. Oh, I, for I, real? I, yeah, I've been doing yoga for like three years, and I can't touch my toes. Dude, it's, I'm right there uh, with you, man. It's you and me both. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Okay, okay. Maybe. Wow. That's yeah, a, no, I, I gained flexibility okay, post-athletic uh, post career for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, well. Spry. Yeah, okay, spry. so <laughs> heading to Europe. Spry and ripe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> headed to Europe. I booked um, – I had my first night in Madrid. So I just – I was in Madrid, and then I ended up just kind of coasting and cruising around. And this trip was supposed to be like this self-searching, you know, I'm going to find all the answers to my life while I'm studying abroad. And it didn't turn in – it was nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? It was like nothing like that. It was It was great. But it was like I was just kind of meandering around through Spain and I went down into Portugal and I wasn't kicking my jet lag. You know, I was like going to sleep at 3 p.m., waking up at 10 in Porto, Portugal. And I was just kind of like, what am I doing here? You know, what am I doing here exactly? So this this goes somewhere, I I promise. Um, I'm I'm in Portugal. I get on a bus headed back up to Spain and uh, there there is like a. I go towards the back of the bus because I like to sit on. The, I like to sit in the. I like to sit in the back of the bus. Nice. Yeah. All the cool kids used to sit in the back of the bus. That's. I think that's where that thought came yeah. from. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a cool I, guy. Yeah. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta sit in the in the in the back, and you know, it's kind of like take up and take up my whole take up a whole aisle and like put a bag on Man the seat spread next too. to me. Man spread. Just let people know that <laughs> this seat is taken by me. <laughs> And I'm also sitting on this seat, so I got both these seats, and this is how I like it. Anyways, I get on the bus. Get on the bus, man. I get on the bus. There's, like, a pair of feet just, like, sticking up on the seat, like, some feet, you know, like, noticeable feet. Like, I'm like, wow, feet, you know. And I go back there, and uh, it's this uh, this girl, and she, uh, her, well, I, I start talking to her. So, it, well, let me take that back. It was two girls, and they were talking to each other. And it sounded like English, but it wasn't English. And so I was very interested, you know, of like, you know, where they're from. They're also, you know, cute. So I was like, oh, talk to them. That's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I uh, introduced myself and it turns out there's these two girls from South Africa um, and one of them's name is Lede. So I end up 
we end up having like this nice like hour long conversation um i couldn't you know uh and go our separate ways and we add each other on facebook you know because like that's just what you do you meet people you and you know you're gonna go your yeah. separate ways so you just like add them on find a connection you yeah. find a connection at that time i wasn't like much into the the gram and so I, like back then i was just rocking like the fb fb messenger and things like that so mm-hmm. add her on the facebook and then that's july okay so that happens I go back to Arizona. And actually, when I go back to Arizona, this is terrible. So, How my, long were you in Europe? I was in Europe for about two weeks. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Spain, Portugal, and a 24-hour layover in London. Um, so I made sure to go out and get lots of pictures. And so people, like, really thought I had spent some time there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Found yourself in, yeah. in, in the Heathrow Airport of yeah. London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, it was, it was, so the timing was really bad with the trip. So, I, and I swear this all, this all kind of like, I hope comes together, but the timing was really bad with the trip where, um, I, my lease was ending in Arizona. So like, um, I had to pack all of my stuff in my apartment and move it out. And before I went on my trip mm. and then when I got back from my trip, I had to drive from Arizona to Kansas City, and I had like to be back at work in like two days, and so like it had to be quick, you know. And so what I did was I packed my apartment, I cleaned it up real nice to try to get that full deposit back. I um, loaded my stuff in my. At that time, I was driving a Pontiac Grand Dam, a 2001. Um, so is that is that the uh, Breaking Bad car? <laughs> Uh no, he has like an SUV, but shout out Pontiac. He that is a Pontiac. That's a Pontiac. Yeah, you know okay. what I'm talking about, right, Marcus? It look it looks like the it looks like a shittier version of a Prius, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's got the weird like curve and then like the straight down on the back. So that's not your car. No, okay. no, this was a this is like a it's like a more of like a kind of like a race car. Damn, Gosh. it doesn't go really fast though. You know? oh. it's black because it's from 2001. It's from 2001. A lot of miles uh, on it, but I had all my possessions packed up in there like tight. You know, like uh, all, literally everything I owned was in that Pontiac. Uh, it was in that Pontiac, and I packed it in there before I left. Okay. So then I get back, and uh, I mean it was a brutal. The flights were brutal. I had like a 24-hour layover in London, and then my flight was delayed like two hours in London, of course. And then I, you know, don't get any sleep on the flight from London to New Jersey. Domestic flights, I'm out like a light. For uh, for whatever reason, international flights, I can't fall asleep. I don't know. Mm. I teleport domestically. I'm awake every second when I fly international. That's like the worst way to do it. You gotta do it the other way around. Flip it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish. I wish we could just flip flip it like that. But I get into New Jersey, and I have another three-hour delay in New Jersey. And so at this point, what I'm looking at is instead of getting back to Phoenix at 11 p.m., I'm going to be getting back there at, like, 2.30. And I literally have to jump in my car and hit the road by, like, 9 a.m. to make it back to Kansas City to start working again that week. And so, like, it's jet lag, layovers. It don't matter. Like, you got to get in that Pontiac, and you got to start heading, uh, heading east, like, as fast as you can. So I get in to Phoenix, and I uh, I was gonna stay. I had made a friend in the building, so I was gonna stay with them, and then you know crash and just get a few hours of sleep, jump in my car and go. I get in at like two something. I go into my parking lot, and I'm I'm like I should probably just check them on Pontiac, just like give it a little you know just give it a little 
you know. Yeah, make sure tap, it's good tap, to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> check the air, you know, just yeah, push on the check. tire. Yeah. yeah, it's like, all right. I look, and it's just not in the parking lot. It's just gone. Oh. And I'm just like, it was all my stuff. Like, literally all my stuff. All my stuff in there, oh. you know. And so I was like, I literally just like, I just look over, and I knew where it, w- I knew where it was before, and it was gone. And I was just like, all right, I can't think about this right now. I can't. And so I just like pushed it down, pushed it way down. Didn't even think about it. Woke up the next morning. I was like, oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, it got it got towed, um, okay. and yep. I got it back. Uh, Oof, the- not stolen. What's that? Not, not stolen. stolen. Not stolen. Okay. Uh, I got it back. I hit and that's the... not to say that no one would want to steal a Pontiac, mm-hmm. right? Right. But it's probably not the first car you would steal, right? Would you say that? I mean, I take mild offense to that, but at the same time. It's all right, dude. I have an 05 Dodge Stratus, and if that ever got stolen, I'd tell the world. Yeah. I'd actually be pretty excited. <laughs> it's good. That's good for the insurance. Yeah. I sold it. I ended up selling it to this kid that he, on his profile, he said he worked at the Krusty Krab uh, in Kansas, and so I sold it to that kid. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hope he's doing well. Hopefully got a raise. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he went to, like, school of the the hard knocks or something like that. Oh, no. School at life something like that you know uh but yeah i uh, i bought a car on carvana which was crazy that's like a car vending machine they come and drop it off it was crazy but uh anyways i get back to kansas city and so this is august and this is right when i started working on avocadish um and i had this uh girl it's just like this random stuff I, I i'm a very like i look back on like every detail and i think about like how things like kind of like happen and occur and how they evolve and like ideas in the head and it was just randomly one night. I mean, I may have been even on. I may have been even going to the bathroom or something. But I was just on my phone, you know. I was maybe I was in the bathroom. Maybe I was. Maybe I was sitting on my bed. I don't remember that part. Yeah. But I was just scrolling the old Facebook feed again back then. It was just wasn't on the gram much. And uh, this uh, girl that I met doing yoga in Arizona, she posted like this avocado video, and it was just like I, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was like this avocado video and it had like i looked down and it had like 30 million views or something like that and it was like a few months old and i was like wow like it's a lot of views for a fruit you know like that's a lot of views um and so <laughs> one I, fruit 30 million views let's go on earn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, was like, I was like if that was like a banana video i don't think it's happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think uh, i don't think a banana video would get any more close to 30 million let alone maybe 30,000. No. I mean, Just saying. You got to shave off at least a couple zeros. Yeah, a know? couple zeros. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so the next thing I did, you know, I, I was a I was a business student, and I was like, I, hmm, I wonder, like, let's look at the avocado. You know, let's check out the avocados industry. And I saw, the, uh, I saw that consumption in the States had doubled from 2010 to 2018. I saw some trends in avocado toast that were pretty uh crazy and then there's like this uh website where you can check well it was a it's a database that i had access to at the time with the company i was working for and you can see like what percentage of items are in restaurants so if, like for example i'm throwing this out here like a caesar salad is in like 38 percent of united states restaurants menus or right. something like that and that's in, like a High number. Very high number. Yes, very like, high number. Yeah, very I'm ordering high. a Caesar salad everywhere I go. That's, That's the only salad I eat. It's the best. It's the best. I'm not eating the Greek salad. I'm not eating the other salad, the veg, whatever. All. 
You know, it's just no fun. Yeah. Just give me the fat one. Well, you know what is fun, dude, is living on the edge. And if you order the house salad of wherever you go <laughs> to those <laughs> restaurants, they knock it out of the park. Sometimes the house salad is just, oh, yeah, it's just a Caesar. But yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. But anyways, oh, yeah, yeah, 38% no, I, yeah, is 38%. exceedingly high. Uh, and then I looked at, it was like avocado toast, and it was like the percentage of restaurants. It, there's two things they measure, and it's like growth. And, like, the percentage of restaurants it's in. That's not what they call it, of course, but yeah. something like that. And it was basically, like, it was, like, a star. It was, like, where it was, like, avocado toast was in, like, 4% of restaurants. And it was, like, the growth was, like, this. Insane. And yeah. Insane. And I was, like, I was, like, this has got to be a thing. I was, like, there's, and so I, I had this idea of, like, what if you made a, like, at that time it was more of just, like, an avocado themed or, like, a, you center the avocado or you have a lot of avocado toast kind of just, like, there. And I was, like, there's got to be places like this already existing. I'm just take a little, take a yeah, little sip. Take a sip yeah. Hydrate, man. There you go. Hydrate. The avocado toast. Yep. Uh, and then I um, I look and I'm, like, okay, it's got to be a thing. And I see that uh, it is, but... Not really, you know. It, there was a avocado bar in New York. There was an avocado bar in London, and there was an avocado bar in Amsterdam. So at that time in 2018, there was only three, like three notable ones, you know. And the one in New York had two locations, and it won like a Shark Tank, and it was backed by Mark Cuban. And so I was like, you know, just kind of reading the pulses out there, and mm-hmm. I was like, those pulses look pretty nice. And like all of them had also like an incredible following on social media, like tens of thousands of followers on social media. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, I was reading those nuances and I was like, all right, this is uh, I think I'm onto something. So I, I call my friend to soundboard. Uh, I start like writing a business plan, but like, honestly, I don't know how to cook. I, you know, like, I'm like, what are like, what, like, how is this going to really work? Like, I need to get a chef. I, I want to do this in Minneapolis, but I'm still down in Kansas city. Like what, you know, like what's going Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do next? I don't really know. I'm, but I'm, I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to research. I'm going to build out this business plan. Meanwhile, I'm still like messaging Lede a little bit here or there and um we we talk uh we end up talking on whatsapp shout out whatsapp Mm. and uh, international waters you always go to whatsapp oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's a global app it's a global it's a global happening app man Mm -hmm. that's a it's a and it has that name whatsapp 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 i like that (laughs) name a lot uh and uh we start talking on the phone and she gets like she starts getting really excited about just like business conversations and then she just drops the ball on me and she's like so lede i I don't think i haven't mentioned this so lede was a professional she is a professional kite surfer so she's like a south african kite surfer champion like uh that's the uh, coolest thing ever yeah 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 i don't don't know how i didn't even like i didn't even like throw that out there before like that was like you did now yeah i did now so yeah she she was a she is or she's she's kind of retired now just wanted to take a quick pause and say thank you interns for you know, obviously listening, but purchasing these mugs that we've been coming up with the last three to four months. I mean, we got Necklin, we got the Baby Yoda, we got our standard one, and uh, we just wanted to say thank you. But now we have another opportunity for you guys. Please listen up here. I think we need to get our listeners involved more with the customized mugs because they can be distributed and created on demand. So we want you, marketing interns, to Come up with some creative ideas and jump into our DMs and send them our way. Yes, if you have any sort of mug, that concept or idea that you think would absolutely pop off, 
again, like Andrew said, please shoot us a DM and we'll workshop it and, you know, possibly put it out there. And in the meantime, head over to MetroMugs.com and check out the ones we have already and uh, let the idea start flowing. Absolutely. Use promo code BACKPOCKET for 20% off. Go get it. Similar to the Olympics, where the torch is lit, signaling that the games have begun, Back Pocket is doing the same thing with every podcast and soda sense. I know you guys, as listeners, might not uh, feel the smells or sense the smells like we do, but I'll tell you what, North Shore, by far one of my favorite candles. Go ahead and head over to Soda Sense and buy your candle using uh, promo code BACKPOCKET, it's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T, for 20% off your first order. But uh, she is a uh, kite surfer, and I find out that she has like this culinary background. Um, she grew up on a farm. Her mom did not like to cook, and her dad had this uh, immune or something. Immune Ill- deficiency. Or immune something. deficiency. It might be that. It might not even be that at all. But like he had to eat really healthy foods. And okay. so her whole life, her mom hated cooking. Her dad needed to eat like super healthy. And so like she ended up taking on the responsibilities of cooking. Then on top of that, she was avocado obsessed and she already had like, she was already notorious amongst her friends. She was known as like the avocado queen or what, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Something like some title like that. And, uh, she was already like known for like four or five signature avocado dishes. And I remember the one that like, like like a light bulb was uh she said she 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 did like this avocado egg salad which we don't even i shouldn't even bring that up because we don't even have that on the menu we're opening up with but uh, (laughs) it is good but at the time i was like like my you know my i was like "Hmm, that's different and so uh things moved relatively quick from there i was like this uh i want you I, i i told her i was like i want you to be the chef you know, I want you to be the executive chef of Avocadish. And granted, she didn't have any, like, traditional chef training. She had never worked in a restaurant. I mean, this was unconventional, like, at best. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how it happened, but I convinced her to – she'd never been to the States. I convinced her to fly out to the States. And so she came out in October. So this was, like, August. I had August and September just to, like, cram research – industry restaurant stuff get like that stuff the foundation for that going mm-hmm. you know and then she came out in october of 2018 2018 okay. it's taken me a long time to get to thursday I'll tell you that much it's a two yeah but uh she came out in october and she uh we spent uh four weeks like building out the menu um, in my like studio Kansas City apartment, we platonically shared like 380 square feet of space and just obsessively had this like mission of this menu. And like we're li- literally like on a you t- you, again, you use the word creative or whatever. Like we were a al- lot like we were on an alignment of like this creative wavelength. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of, like this, like I'm sure I'm sure you guys you guys synergy the synergy i'm sure you guys can relate to that um we were on that and uh we and and she started making some avocado magic and then we did uh i don't even know why but we went to north carolina and we booked this airbnb by the water we were gonna do like all these shots of her kite surfing the weather was shit and i'm not really working so we were just in north carolina for like no particular reason in the airbnb and what we did there though 
is we at the end of her, this is like towards the end of her trip she built out like the entire menu that we'd been working on and i mean i don't know how many items are even on the menu now because we've had so much to like evolve it but we did a photo shoot and if you like go on our instagram you look down like the oldest photos like you can see like that shoot definitely but we did a photo shoot uh, my friend who had never done food photography came up and He's a very talented photographer, John Burns. Um, and then I did, like, the food styling. I, like, ran to Target and Walmart and bought, like, all these, like, little, like, like thing, like flat, fake flowers and, like, wooden crate boxes and, like, green plants. You know what I'm saying? Colors and, yep, sh- yep. and ish. And uh, we did a shoot of – and we used that to build an Instagram and, like, a website. And so, like, with those photos, we built an Instagram – and a website. And then, I mean, from there, it was just kind of crazy. Like just with those pieces, I could like get a meeting or like get a conversation with like just about anybody like in food up in the twin cities. Like it was, it was, it was like insane to me that, you know, in in this digital world we're living in that you had, you know, uh, like, and it was notable food projects up here and uh, new food halls that were what we're opening up and looking for like a selective amount of tenants to, to go in there. Right. And it was crazy to me because like nobody would, if they see if they saw our Instagram and website, like nobody would even ask us about our experience about like in restaurants, which I, I have worked in a restaurant while I was in school, but like nobody would ask about Lede's experience as a chef or like any of that. They just see pretty photos and they're like sold or about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that got, like, the meetings going, and um, I was ambitious about when I thought we could open. And so by February of 2019, I quit my job down in Kansas City, and I came back up to Minnesota. And, I mean, I literally went from, you know, a safety net in every regard, a nice salary, you know, benefit, like, benefits, uh, health insurance, like, all those nice things. (laughs) I went from that to nothing. And uh, it was the biggest, probably the, the biggest professional responsible Alex risk that I had ever taken, you know, up until that point. And uh, I came back up to Minnesota. I, I rented a room from like a friend. I started working back at the restaurant that I worked at when I was in school. And I mean, last year was just a fucking grind. I mean, like I like we did like events at Core Power. We did a downtown event. We were trying to find the perfect space to open up to. I was flying Lede back and forth from South Africa, which is incredibly expensive. And so it was just like a vicious cycle of like saving some money and then just going broke, saving some money and just going broke and like needing to, you know, the things I needed to do is I needed to find a location. I needed to secure an SBA loan. Like those were kind of like the two goals that I had, you know, in my mind. It just took a lot longer than I thought it would. Small and, business loan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we end up finding a spot in the summer of last year. So it's, again, this has taken a long time in Dinky town. So university, uh, is university. They're going to call it university food court. The first meeting I had with them, I crossed out court and I wrote hall and I was like, you should call it university food hall. And then they did. So it's like, that's like a big difference. Like that, that one word is a big difference. Court and hall. Why is that? Well, a food court, people just traditionally think of like the Auntie Anne's and the Jamba Juice. Yeah. And, uh, you know like you're at your saying? mall. The mall. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say. It's like chilling at the mall. A food hall is like, you know, a lot of it might, you know, some of it could be smoke, you know, depending on where it is. But usually it means like it has an emphasis on more local concepts, more like, you know, farm, farm table, whatever that really means. Uh, uh, you know, just like 
those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, they usually have more creative communal space to sit. They usually have some sort of entertainment, you know, some, I don't even know, like some pinball machines or some bocce ball or some, like, a stage, you know, for Yeah, people. yeah, a hall. Of course. Yeah, a hall. A giant hall. Jenga. Yeah. You got me sold, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the court system. <laughs> oh, so we can, we can curse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I was doing ishes. I was doing... You know, I was like cutting oh. myself off. So nice. I like swearing's nice. Sometimes. Yeah, swearing yeah. fucking rocks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. a- anyways, guys. Anyways, if I found that spot, and that's yeah. where, and the, you know, and that was like a year ago, and some mm-hmm. stuff has happened between there. But that's where we're open. That's where you're up. at. Yeah, and that takes us to right now. This Thursday, June 25th, is when this thing launches officially. Yeah, we were supposed to open up back in March, and then right, Corona. Oh, yeah. yeah, so how has that transition been Corona, the last couple, oh, yeah. couple months? I got some tips. They got some tips back here. First one's always, hey, don't panic. That is <laughs> that is good, applicable advice in all scenarios. Yes, <laughs> yes dude. Never. Same with number two. Always call your, your grandparents. grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine are all deceased, but I can still send those prayers up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Absolutely. Call. But uh, yeah. that's really cool, man. Yep. That's very cool. So what what was uh, the last – how have the last couple months been with, you know, the big transitions with everything going on in the world? Yeah, I mean, um, COVID, COVID came, as we all know. You know, as we all know, that thing came. Um, it was – it was frust. It was like frustrating, but when it, you know, when mid March, nobody really knew what was going on. You know, we were getting like death rates at ten percent and da 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 da. And so like it kind of like took away, I would say, like the selfish implications of like opening up because I was just more kind of concerned about what's happening, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Is this like a new Earth that we're about to be living in? And uh, so I, I that took out the initial fear but then when things were you find out that it's not you know it's not going to be as deadly or it you know however you want to say it um yeah we were stuck we were stuck where we couldn't open up and um i started to feel you know just kind of like self-pity and just feeling kind of sorry for myself and like the situation that was going on and uh i sat in that for probably like you know 50 something hours or something like that, a couple of days. And, uh, I realized I, I resorted back to, you know, an old virtue of when you feel helpless and defeated or whatever it is, like the, the key or the solution is to, just to help others, you know, like to focus on other people and be a service. And so we started, um, this thing called 10 K meals and we started working out of a community kitchen space in North Minneapolis called new rules and we were uh, from mid-March to the end of May. We were just preparing and delivering and donating meals just all around the community. So we very uh, cool. Yeah, it's called 10K Meals, which is I was kind of you know we we want to do 10,000 meals, mm-hmm. like 10,000 meals donated. And I I picked you know it's 10,000 you know that's a number land of 10,000 lakes. Minnesota, uh, but you get your ten thousand hours in. You're technically an expert in something, according to Malcolm Gladwell. It's a good number. Yeah, it's a very ten thousand is a very good number. Mm-hmm. But it was also for me, it was like I didn't know what was going to happen. Like if we were going to be able to open or like when we first started ten k meals, I literally was like, I don't really know like what's going to happen with this project. Like there's a lot of uncertainty. 
which is, you know, it's fine. But I was like, if we, I knew like in my mind, like if we can do 10,000 meals, this will make all of the work that I, that we've put into it and that I've put into it worth it. Like, you know, like I, I knew like if we did that, we're at, we're not there yet. We're at 1750. Nice. Right yeah. but that's sweet. 1750 yeah. is an awesome number. Thank you. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. So you were just turning and burning meals for the community. Turning and burning. That's yeah, amazing. we had uh, about uh, we had something like eighty volunteers uh, throughout the entire time, um, and we because we did all like delivery and stuff, and so yeah, it was just like a really, it was just like a really positive experience, and then it was also, I mean, there was you know for the business side of it too. I mean, it it, it benefited staying relevant during covid mm-hmm. and you know like our you know digital platforms you know stayed active they had a pulse and just like things i was able to con- kind of continue to creatively use avocadish you know for good and mm-hmm. then it also it just kept like the avocadish machine running you right. know during that time but so. also your internal energy levels because we found like having these conversations when someone's most fulfilled it's w- because they're rooted in the give back they have some type of focus in helping the community or helping a certain individual. So when you were in your most stressful situation, you know, you're about to open up this two-year project that you invested. You just spent, you know, only 20 minutes talking about, but it was two years of your life going hard at, and it got paused because of a pandemic, and you're in, in an absolute stressful situation. And the first thing or the, like the, the first idea you have to move through it is helping the community, giving back. That's awesome. That's a killer. So kudos to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So how did? Sorry, go ahead. I I would I didn't yeah. have anything. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, <clears throat> no, I, that that is just um, very impressive. So what was kind of uh, the process for like the meals that you were making? Were they all part of avocadish like menu items that you were giving that you were donating and making? They were like they were not. Um, they were like a they were ingredients that we used uh so like like roasted sweet potatoes caramelized onions uh uh garlic roasted tomatoes of course avocado brown rice and we would just kind of make bowls sweet yeah Yeah. so we just do like bowls and we just got really good at making those and like just those ingredients Mm -hmm. and we we had a lot of constraints of where we were working out of we didn't have refrigeration we uh, like we'd have to like you know, order the day of we were going to make it. I'd have to like drive out to us foods and like pick up the ingredients. And like, it was really, it was like, you know, a lot of moving and shaking, you know what I'm saying? And like, uh, but, uh, yeah, we just would, we used avocado ingredients and just did, uh, did bowls. So that's awesome, man. Do you have, uh, maybe one donation or one? So were you hand delivering a lot of these meals? Um, delivery, we would, uh, delivery volunteers would come and so like on any given week, so, you know, random week, we would say we were delivering meals to like 40 families, um, on a single day. That was, that was a, a normal, a normal Thursday in April, uh, in May. Um, we would have about 10 delivery volunteers come between four thirty and five and pick up their assigned routes. And then like the way we had the families listed, each driver had like a strategic clusters of families that they were delivering to. And we'd give them like the most optimal way to deliver where you start with like this address and this address and this address. And it was based upon where the volunteer lived and like all these, like we had, you know, we did the planning behind, you know, the, the signups and everything like that. Mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, we'd have like 10 or 12 delivery volunteers simultaneously be delivering meals to like 40 families, like in an hour window uh, when we were done preparing the food. So, wow. Yeah. That's impressive, man. Yeah. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Wow. How's it been being in the food industry now? Like you're fully involved with food. And my dad's been in the food industry since out of college. And um, I kind of have like family experience, but no like personal business experience. I'm curious from your standpoint, like, is it what you thought or is it, I mean, cause I get stressed just thinking about making my own dinner. Yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> what it's like to, you know, build a restaurant off it and then feed everyone involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. And it's interesting. It's like, I've kind of kept like a degree of separation with the food. You could say like a, it's almost like, a, you know, for me, I have so many parts of avocado that I like to give like my input and just like strategic input um, that I can focus on. That I would say, like, obviously, it's still a restaurant and it's very much uh, food industry, but it's like it's kind of like that's just like a part of it for what I do. Like, that's like a, a part of it. And I have like other things I can like kind of focus on Mm -hmm. um and it's a very like i don't really pay attention too much to what's going on around like us like i like the thing of like we're not we're not uh we're not competitor focused we're customer focused you know and so like we we don't i would say like so many things that we're doing we didn't like we kind of like we talked about this earlier it's like we definitely like steal is the wrong word, but we definitely got influenced by like, you know, whether it was Chipotle or Crispin green or like whatever, like the, the concept is, but then we give it like our own spin or we change it, you know, you mm-hmm. know? And so like, I feel like our project is unique where I don't like, I, it's weird. It's weird for me just like to think about it as like just a restaurant, I guess, or like it's, I don't know. How, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I think it, it goes again back to the creative part of it, right? It's it is a restaurant, it is this, but you can, with how you grow it and how you seed it and how you and how that makes you feel and the and the passion behind this this thing is far more than just food. Yeah, it's far more than just feeding people. There's so much more that goes into it as you're realizing and what you've explained from the last two years. You know, yeah, it's way more than just food. So I love that you said there's like a line. There's a difference, right? I mean, if you're on the front line serving people and making the food, yes. Now I'm tied in with the food, but that's one. That's one meal in the grand scheme of what I'm trying to do of millions and create a brand and something bigger, much around the idea of avocado. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. That's- good way to put it <laughs> okay i love that and as he was saying that i was i was curious is ladea uh your chef yeah so yes you didn't uh, you didn't close the loop on that one uh no so she is she is our chef okay. uh she is in she's in south africa okay um and we don't have a trip planned just because of covid and you know everything like that it's unfortunate she can't be here mm-hmm. for the opening um but we had so long to work on it and like we did so many, we did events, you know, and like we had a lot, a lot of time to evolve, excuse me, and build the menu. So we just have like, we have like a large like inventory of like menu items, like kind of in the queue. Mm-hmm. And then we can go off of for sure. a, a good amount of time. And so we have a short, I guess, a short term plan, you know, with her in place. And then moving forward, 
Um, it's kind of just like what she wants, you know, in a lot of ways. Uh, she's on a, she's, uh, now she's living on a farm. Uh, it's her boyfriend's dad's farm. And so she's, um, out it's in Pretorius, Pretorius. Oh my gosh. I think I bot- I botched that a little bit. Um, South, it's in South Africa. It's in South Africa. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. And she's not going to come over for the opening for June 25th. Unfor- unfortunately. <laughs> she's not planning. Yeah. Unfortunately not. Gotcha. But, yeah. Right on. So it's open in June 25th. Um, you have your location in the university hall feeling pretty good about it. Like, is there any final like loops you need to close? You got five days out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's weird. Cause like, uh, I'm not, I'm like just like a 24 hours type of guy. Like I'm really not even like necessarily excited. Like, cause I think excited is like dangerous to me. Like I, it, it deters me from focusing and actually my focus has been all sorts of mess. Like over the last, like I'd say like six weeks, it was bad timing like i felt like i had laser cat focus for like 18 months and then it kind of like slipped away a little bit um Mm. and that's been really challenging because like i wish i was as just uh yeah just as locked in i guess you could say as i was six months ago and uh we're fortunate that we've had so much time to plan um and i will be i will be excited don't get me wrong like i will be excited the day of Um, but it's just, I've always been like that my whole life. Like, even like when I take like a trip, I'm like never really excited. Like I I look forward to it, you know, and I'm looking forward to opening, but it's like, I don't get that real feeling of excitement until like I'm going to the airport or something like that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you're physically there in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Opening the gates for the first time. But it's exciting. It's definitely like, it's, it's exciting. It's I'm, I'm nervous, you know, like it's actually happening. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been 22 months in the making, so I hope we've. I hope we're ready, right? <laughs> yeah. I hope we better be ready. We're ready as you possibly can. Ready be. as we possibly can be. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that is so cool, man. I'm yeah. Stoked for you. I'm. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah. They, <laughs> I'm excited. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You. Yeah, you all have to come in and all. Uh, yeah. Count me. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. You know, I'll be there. So I you. It. It, what's really cool is uh, you've gone from not even really knowing about. Uh, like how to make dishes or meals or anything around avocados to now, like you're in it. You, you could, we could show up to your restaurant tomorrow. And like, I would assume you, you got a menu, like a, like a platter of things that you would want us to try. You can make these certain things like, Oh yeah, we take these, these spices and we throw it on here, you know, like it's, and that's 22 months of, you know, you, you bashed your laser focusness in the last six weeks but let's look at the grand scheme of the 22 months like you've been laser focused on avocado meals for that for the last 20 months and now look at where you're at about to open up your restaurant here Mm -hmm. here here we are yeah and uh yeah so how does it work for um like all the like how do how are you able to um secure your opening day of june 25th was it just like with the health regulations and all the different things around covid kind of leaning off that allowed you to kind of pursue it you know um june 25th was just i like the number 25 nice yeah there's really no like there's really wasn't like a lot of uh a lot of thought well on a thursday and a friday like we want to do like thursday or friday instead Mm -hmm. of a monday or a tuesday and stuff like that you know but we, yeah, we, I mean, we were going to open in March, then we were going to open June 10th. Um, and then just with all the unrest that our cities had in, over the last month, mm-hmm. it just didn't feel, it just didn't feel right mm-hmm. to open up on June 10th. And so, um, we didn't, for a while, we didn't even have a, 
a scheduled date again, um, but then we ended up picking uh, June 25th. And very fortunate with the the um, owner of where we're opening up, and they've been, well, they weren't always, but now they're much more like just flexible with like working with us and um, timing the lease appropriately to our opening date. And, you know, those were kind of like some of the other big factors with opening. And, oh, for yeah, sure. The, yeah. the yeah. whole lease starting, you know, mm-hmm. so. No, for sure. You definitely yeah. don't want to be starting the lease before you're actually getting people in your doors. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's crucial. Mm-hmm. Very crucial. How yeah. does it feel to be an entrepreneur now? Because you had a stable job. You said you had the benefits. You had, you know, the ultimate stability, a corporate gig. You were in Kansas City. Uh, you felt comfortable. How is it now being an entrepreneur, being completely self-sustainable? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate, and um, we we were we secured an SBA loan in um, December, and so it it changed things for having some securities and and being able to like build it out, you know, in its full. Um, and but like I think a better way for for me to answer this is like even last summer when it was like just a grind and a struggle and like i'm not even like i'm talking like at certain times like completely broke i never and i had people around me you know just saying like are you okay like like what are you doing like da 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 and like i always just i was always just like have never had a doubt in my mind like it was that i was i wasn't doing the right thing or i wasn't making the um I wasn't making wrong decisions. I was taking a lot of risks, but it was like, I, uh, I don't have any, I, 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 I felt alive, you know, I felt like I was, I was, I was, I was pushing it and, um, I believed in it. And I think like an important part of that has just been like with everything for me, it's just been like patience. And I mean, I even acknowledge that I could have already had the most fun, I have like there, I don't like you know I could have already had like the most fun could have been building it I don't even know I hope not you know I hope I open and it's just like it's so much fun you know <laughs> <laughs> so fun I'm so happy but it's like <laughs> uh, but it's just like I may have had like like you know like the struggles fun too like I I, I don't know how you know mm-hmm. no I agree yeah. I think there's uh, there's definitely something to be said with that because. Um, it's not always going to work out towards the exact plan. There's never, a, you can't draw a straight line to the opening of this place and the starting of this company, but like the ups and downs, the peaks and valleys and the whole process of the thing, like you're saying is a blast. Yeah. And hearing that you feel alive and feel like you have this belief in the confidence, even when you're broke or even when you secure a loan or whatever, um, that's night and day from what you had described in 2018. Yeah. That's night and day from how you were feeling in Kansas or in Phoenix, even in Europe. So that's in, in the grand scheme of things, like I always am saying, it's like, that's amazing. It's so cool. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's like, for me, I've described it as I've over the last two months or two years, I've had, you know, levels of stress I've never dealt with. I've had like, you know, pressures and like, financial insecurities that I hadn't dealt with in my adult life. But I, like the way I put it is like, I was never bored, you know, like I've literally have not, I've not been, I've, I've been, I've had not always happy necessarily. Like I can get, 
I can get depressed. I can, like little waves of that for me. I can get stressed. I can get all those things. But like, I literally have not been bored in like, I feel like a year and a half or something. So that part's nice. Like I, yeah, and I rather have that than like be comfortable. I get like, like what is comfort? I mean, I'm comfortable on this couch, but uh, comfortable talking to you guys. But like, what is, what is comfort? You know, like I, yeah, I like to. It's, I just like to not be bored. Yeah. And we recently, I mean, we've been pursuing it since the start of the podcast, but it's been enhanced more so right now, but be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Like that's when I'm actually most comfortable is when I'm putting myself in a situation I've never been in and like, holy shit. All right. It's time to adapt, see what my surroundings are like and see how I'm feeling and move through it. Um, we're hosting an event, Bocella. Um, I'll be, I'll be there on Let's August eighth. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll be I'll be there. A riverboat yeah. party yeah. Uh, on the st- on Stillwater uh, on the St. Croix, and like that's making me uncomfortable because you know we have COVID happening right now. The city ordinance is allowing 250 people mm. uh, in an area, and we called the boat company and they said, yeah, we'll clean the boat down and we and you can have the 250 people on there with no really restrictions. So we're playing within the rules of what we've been given, but you're still going to get some backlash. You're still going to get, hey, what are you doing? Uh, there's this pandemic going around. You're, are you going to negatively influence with this event? And there's a lot of people our age that are, are wanting to get back out and have some fun and see. And, you know, it's the summertime in Minnesota. Everyone loves the summer here yep. in Minnesota. There's really no better summer anywhere else. Um, so this isn't making me uncomfortable, but we did it last year. Uh, so we kind of have some basis to it. Uh, yeah, we did it last year in four weeks. This year we got like we're on 49 days out officially, which is more than what we even had to start with last year. So yeah. it's it's just a different like the second time through. It, you just got to be a little we're trying to just be a little bit better. But yeah. still, like you said, and like we're all talking about embracing the unknown almost. Exactly. What, so like what are like the immediate like constraints with like how do you plan? Like are you planning in the terms of like a fit like with the current phase phase two or are you like thinking it's going to be phase three then or like how does that work so our our boat holds 350 people yeah and the city ordinance is 250 right now so we have to we cannot go more than 250 even Mm. though we're originally anticipating having 350 okay so we're going to play with that number and maybe it gets extended by the time that we're closer to the date yeah uh but by by phase two phase three uh that we really did, like hands up. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, we're just living in the moment. We're living <laughs> in the moment. We were marketing it as the turn of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Some are calling it the turning point of our already historic year. Uh, a little bit of a freedom tour involved in it because you know you had COVID strapping you down. Yeah, the dogs are trying to get out. Dogs are trying to eat. We dine in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so you got it real quick. <laughs> uh, so what this is thing, which actually avocado avocado should adopt this. So uh, one thing that I do when I'm in an uncomfortable situation and I go into a place where I don't know hardly anybody, maybe a couple connections here and there. I'm here with a buddy, and it's his place, and he has got a bunch of people, let's say. Yeah. Uh, so what I always do is I find my dogs, and my dogs are new people that I talk to that I'm you know vibing with. Yeah. So what I do is like if anybody needs like I'm I'm always the guy that like oh you need anything as I'm going to get something for myself. So I'm like oh, okay where are my dogs at who needs a beer who needs a white claw right. So then everyone's like oh, I'll take beer I'll take beer so you get like you know get four or five people 
go in, grab your grab your dogs, the beers. You come out and you just start throwing them the beers, and you say, "All my dogs eat." Yeah, all my dogs eat, dude. If you're a dog, all my dogs eat. That is a that is that is brilliant. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a that is a brilliant strategy right there. So, yeah. I would avocados need some dogs when they need to be fed. Yeah, when yep. all their dogs need to eat, and, and they just don't. They not only eat, but they dine in. Yeah, oh, yeah. they yeah. dine in they now. Stay. Oh, yeah. they go. They come in. They they ground in. You yeah, know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're hunkering they're, down. They're hunkering down. They're posted. They're in no rush. They're mm-hmm. not going. They're not going anywhere. The exactly. Dogs. Yeah. The dogs, dude. The dogs. dogs are barking. So, yeah. anyways, that's why Andrew was saying dine in. <laughs> dine in. Yeah, I'm gonna find my. I'm coming to Boatella. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, get on. Wear some flip flops and some. Uh, shorts and i'm gonna come to Coachella. i'm gonna find my dogs i'm gonna <laughs> yes i'm gonna ground i'm gonna ground in and uh you know get some people blast. into the into the restaurant dude yep. yeah what yeah. a great opportunity yeah so this is this is a situation where we all have to adapt right there's so much shit happening we're just trying to figure it out and no one knows what's going on fauci <laughs> has no idea what's going on yep He's making shit up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all just trying to like do oh, what's best for everyone. Yeah, it's the Wild West. Some people are abusing it. Some people are you know, truly helping uh, the situation. And it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, we are lucky enough as 24-year-olds not having really any responsibility, external responsibility besides just handling our own shit. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine being uh, a business owner. Yeah. Or uh, having a family and like having to deal with like your kids schooling and stuff like that. Yeah. All that stuff. We are in like the perfect situation. Two years out of school. We have a steady job and we can kind of, you know, mess around and not. And this disease doesn't necessarily the pandemic doesn't necessarily like destroy our health. Well, if we get it, we'll fight through it. We'll move through it. But, yeah. you know, we built this poster because we were like. Let's just be knuckleheads right now. You know, <laughs> let's go back thing. to seventh grade science project. Dude, if, you, and, uh, if you can't explain something on a you know a five by four, I don't little know, trifold, little trifold. If you can't yeah. explain something on a trifold, I don't even want to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we got to change it though. No, I think we got to change it to the Freedom Tour. Yeah, something yeah. with Bochella. Something with Bochella. Yeah. What do we do now moving forward? Yeah, I think that's our tar- our project tomorrow. Yep. Our Friday, yeah. our Father's Day project. Our Father's Day project. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder on that one. Yeah, Father's, Father's Day. Day. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to all the dads. Absolutely, yes. yeah. dads rock. Pro yeah. dad here. Yeah, huge pro dad. And we're actually we we stay very. Um, you know, there's always debate. Pro dad or con dad <laughs> anti-dad anti-dad there's met, a lot of anti-dad you, you've people met some anti-dad people personally <sighs> have uh, i ever have no I, are you kidding me i don't even know they're crawling everywhere yeah. you ever been on reddit at yeah. dash r slash anti-dad dude it's crazy dude, i want to be a i want to be a fighter on behalf of the dad <laughs> same how dude how do i get in that battle man you're man. a father you're a father freedom fighter I'm a father freedom fighter all the dads all the dads oh because they hey. get a, they get a bad rap sometimes yeah da- dads are my dogs yeah. hey and all my dogs eat <laughs> so all my dads eat <laughs> all my dogs, all my dads, they all they all eating Very steady eating that steady avocados. eating avocados, avocados. Yeah. yeah, I love uh, that. Um, so, it, um, what's the layout of this hall? Like, um, yeah. do you have like a certain area? Is it? Um, do you have place uh, places for your dogs to dine in? How does it work? Plenty, plenty of uh, 
open space, fields, tables, kennels for all my dogs to sit, come in and eat, you know? That's amazing. Yeah, no, so the food hall, <laughs> the food hall seats, uh, 270. Um, so it's Sweet. It's spacious. Wow. Very, very spacious. Uh, with COVID, it'll be reduced down to 50% of that. So was that 135? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, a spry 135. A very, a very spry. A lean. Gir- a, a lean and thick 135. <laughs> <laughs> Two C's. It's, uh, it's lean. At, it, it, it can like, it's like a sponge. It can be lean because I, I like the word lean. It's a spry, but it's also a, th- it's a girthy 135. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So here's a good question. Like, you know, you're, so your capacity is 270. Yeah. You're, they're telling you, okay, half of that 135. Yeah. If you have 136, is anyone going to be like, huh? Like, everybody, and all of a sudden, like, a, an alarm goes off the second the 136th person walks in? Or is there, like, a – not saying you break the rules. I'm just saying, like, who's keeping track of this? Oh, I doubt anybody's – I don't think there's going to be somebody with, like, a clicker, you know what you know Counting what I'm saying? Right, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be, like, more of, like, a feeling. You know, like, you're just going like to look out and you're just going to be like, this doesn't – this feels a little too crowded. I noticed a couple shoulders brushing up against each other. we got to mm. get a few, few people – few of our do- – like – the dogs, the dogs stay, and some of the non-dogs, some of those anti-father people, maybe they... Uh, <laughs> maybe we, it's their time to leave. Maybe it's their, <laughs> maybe it's their time to, to leave, and, uh, you know, we get that number down to a, just a spry, like, 132. You okay, know, we yeah, some, yeah. We got, we got some mobile app delivery drivers. You guys can come on in, man. We're at one, we're at 129 right now, you know, come okay. on in. So. sick. No, and then there's, there's going to be eventually, hopefully... 10 total vendors like in the building um right now there are there should be four that are opened by like summertime okay but we'll be the first and um yeah and then it's it's actually like it's an asian food hall so the other concepts currently there's a korean uh, barbecue magic magic noodle which they're also on hamlin and university Mm -hmm. um a, a, a tea place called my tea and uh yeah so avocados and avocados i feel so. like that's a good little vibe area i feel like you're gonna people who will show up for the tea will might be interested in avocado toast yeah. and who might be interested in the korean barbecue i feel like you guys the the type of customer yeah. is very similar yeah it's uh it's a good spot and like it's um 15th and 4th ave it's the third highest concentrated commuter intersection in the twin cities mm-hmm. um on a normal on a normal spry spring day non-covid day you know i don't know about i don't I don't have the covid numbers in front of me or anything like that but mm-hmm. it's a good intersection the mcdonald's is actually like the fifth highest grossing mcdonald's in the united states yeah <laughs> I, I haven't fact checked that one i probably should but i've heard that from like multiple people same so. you've been to that dinky town mcdonald's before right like honestly when it's popping at night oh i can see it from my window and so like i just watch i mean the drive-thru is insane Insane. it's literally just a it's it's a line i'm like where are all these cars i didn't realize that many people are crushing the mcdonald's but like it's all there all the time all the time all the time yeah because you went to the u right i did so did you ever just like get hammered and and that like 2 a.m you were at the dinky town mcdonald's i never no i i i think i went to that mcdonald's like once yeah, I, I mean, I've been there one time myself, <laughs> and it was insane. Like, yeah. just kids everywhere, like hundreds of kids in this McDonald's, yeah. all hammered, and it's 2 a.m. We're just trying to get our freaking uh, – I always get the uh, McDouble, and you squeeze it between the uh, McChicken. McChicken. Oh, yeah. They they call it the McStoner in Colorado. 
Um, it's also commonly known as the McGangbang as well. <laughs> these are the, these are just terms. I, I don't make the rules here, but they have like they had uh, like bodyguards and security guards hired yeah. in a McDonald's to filter people through. Oh yeah, I mean it's a free for all. It's really just a it's a free for all. Yeah, I mean, that whole area. Is, Time to uh, get some of those guys into your restaurant. Yeah, or <laughs> just to get them eating healthy. No, we close that. We're closing at eight p.m. Yeah, so. sure. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if somebody comes hammered, it'll be half amusing, half concerning. <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. I was just lighting my first ever soda scent candle here in the studio to really enhance the aroma. Absolutely, it was. Uh, I got nervous. Um, when you lit it, I was—I didn't know what you were actually lighting. To be honest, I, I didn't know we were trying to set the studio on fire or whatnot. But you know, now that we have this candle burning, it's the uh, what is this one? This is the North Shore candle. Candle—it's—it's it's nice. It, it's really nice. And in, I didn't realize how bad our studio actually smelled until we lit this candle. Right now, that guests are going to walk in with the North Shore aroma, enhancing this environment. I'm really, really excited to bring in the top line guests to see the, their smiles on their faces. Absolutely. So, a little bit about Soda Sense. They're a, uh, a local Minnesota company who are hand uh, handcrafting all of their um, candles with natural soy wax and crackling wooden wicks with a guaranteed burn of 55 plus hours which you know each one of our podcasts is about uh one hour which means we got 55 podcasts that uh, this candle is going to last for pretty stoked about that if you guys want to get in on the action with us uh get used code back pocket uh for 20 percent off your first order at sodasense.com that is s-c-e-n-t-s when you spell sense not c-e-n-t-s so don't worry. So just just know about that. But regardless, the link is in the show notes to purchase. Some call us the back pocket and Metro Mugs uh, as a conglomerate. We some call us the pioneers of drinking things that's not coffee out of a mug. From gin and juice to you know your dirty monkey to just simply water, we're drinking everything but coffee in our Metro Mugs. Exactly. And with that, we would love you interns. To please do the same. Send us a picture of you drinking your, in quotes, coffee out of your mug. We want to be, yeah, we want you to be a part of this absolute dynasty that's to come here, and we want you to join on the ship right now. So head on over to Metro Mugs, get yourself a Metro Mug, join the Back Pocket community, and use promo code Back Pocket for 20% off. Oh, I love that. Uh, with being in, uh, with uh, being in ops, uh, with your past like stable job, are you investing in any operations for um, delivery service? You know, the Instacarts, the people coming in to pick up the avocados. Oh yeah, fully optimized, my friend. Sweet, fully optimized. Okay. So like, uh, so I can go on Grubhub, or you can go on Door, any, DoorDash. Any of them? Yep. You can go on any of them. So like, that's kind of like a post-COVID pivot. You know what I'm saying? Like before, where we were anticipating. Like normal business, non-COVID, I was anticipating about 35% of our revenue to be off-site, so through mobile app delivery. Now, I'm going to assume it's well over 50%. Wow. Uh, and so the the difference is before we were going to do a couple select vendors, we we're going to be like, all right, we're a DoorDash and a, and a Grubhub restaurant, and we're going to like, we're going to, we want to be a little bit exclusive. We want to like feel it out and then we want to push our 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 storefront and all that now it is sign us up 
sign us up. We're going to literally be on like all of them. The only difference is, is we have Toast POS, which is a our POS system basically fully integrates everything and um it's like it's basically made for restaurants that have like a digital emphasis and then through this integration software called chowley it doesn't matter if somebody orders off of our website uber eats grubhub doordash whatever it just all comes in on our just kds display monitor and so it's all uniform where if you don't have it like that which most restaurants don't then what you're dealing with is just a gangbang of tablets. Grubhub, Uber Eats, individualized. Yes, yeah. just like, and they all have like the most obnoxious ringtones. They send you these shitty $80 Samsung tablets. They will not stop. I've gotten so many tablets in the mail, and like I just tell them, you know, don't send me a tablet. <laughs> we don't need it, and then they do. So, uh, yeah, what, but, and then are they just fully yours now? I haven't even opened up the case. I don't even want you those should just $80 sell sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't are, need them, just sell it to someone else who would want it. Yeah, they, I, I, uh, it seems like a lose-lose. Like, I don't like that they sent me that. Like, I just, because it's like, I feel like they'll, they can, you know, your card's on some file. And oh, like, sure. I, yeah, you know what tracking I mean? Tracking your data. It's tracking my data. Sure. Well, you said that, not me, but yeah, yeah sure. some of that too, you know? Keep so it in the box, dude. Keep it in the box. Keep it in the keep box. It, yeah. Box it up. That way they can't take yeah. your data. What? So what episode is this? 271? 272? 272. Two, yeah. 272. And so how many episodes per week do you guys average? We're doing one a week right now. Yeah. Last year we did three. Um, okay. This year we're only doing one because the idea is like when we do something with a uh, when a guest comes on our show, we're trying to do something outside of the show with them, some to build that relationship a little closer. Yeah. Versus you know pounding out more podcasts and just having these conversations over and over, it feels like there's more important um, relationship building that we can be doing. Yeah. 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 What, so so have you been doing it for what maybe like two years? Three this years? is our going on the fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you start? Did you guys start when you were in school? Mm-hmm. Yes. We and were well, juniors in college. Juniors in college. And were you living in this place right here? We were living on campus, uh, St. Thomas, which is in St. Paul. Yeah. Okay. And so we're, we're, yeah, we were recording out of a sunroom. <laughs> okay. So was it was it you two? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then what was like the like what was the initial thought like? Uh, well, talking off air, like we were listening to podcasts heavily, sitting in our cubicles. Going into our junior year, just yeah. chatting, texting, Snapchatting about Barstool podcast, Joe Part Rogan podcast, yeah. laughing our asses off and realizing, like, these guys are average guys. We can do we can do this is if we just, you know, just start, just get our voices out there. Yeah. And uh, Declan and I were like, let's do a political podcast because it was 2016 and it was yeah. the election year. And we're like, hey, this is a hot topic. Let's do it. <laughs> And Declan was like pitched it to his mom. He's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Hey, Maureen, you th- what are your thoughts on us doing a political podcast? And she, she was like, absolutely not. That's the worst <laughs> idea ever. She yeah. was like, if you want to go ahead and divide the country a little more, go ahead and start your comedy podcast, political mm-hmm. podcast for average guys, because you'll run we, out of content in uh, in about two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the funny part about it was like the way we, the reason we thought of that was like, okay, pardon my take. These two average guys who were totally dominating the sports world through barstool. Well, Andrew and I are two average guys. Maybe we just find something in the realm of uh, entertainment where we can do the same thing. Two average guys hitting up the political world. Obviously, the moms hated that one. So being pro-mom, we shut that down uh, glad, during glad our break. Glad to hear you're pro-mom. Right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Freedom fighters for, yeah. The, pro-mo- for the moms out you there. You could almost say you're pro-parents at this point. Pro-parents. Mm-hmm. Bang. <laughs> there it is. 
So, but anyway, so we showed up in February 2017, uh, not really having an agenda of what we wanted to do, but we were like, you know, there's this really something to this average thing. You know, we're just going to show up, be the two average guys and figure it out. Wildly average. Wildly average. Exactly. Yeah. And that was our tagline from the start. Yeah. Um, and so we went, we set a schedule. We we're like, all right, we're going to go pick up a, a mic. And on our way back, Andrew's like, what do you think about the name Back Pocket? Safe, tucked away, always there when you need it. Kind of the impetus of what a podcast is, but also the impetus of how people could digest um, information. So I like that word, by the way. Impetus. That yeah. one? Thank you. Impetus. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Word of the day. Word of the day. Um, but that's where it really started. And what it's evolved to now is a comedy podcast highlighting stories of success from ordinary average people doing the extraordinary. Yeah. I want everybody to listen, learn, take something, put one thing in their back pocket to use in their own life. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because no one really carries any physical objects in their back pocket. That's horrible for your back. Yeah. yeah you put like your phone in your back pocket and you're sitting on it. You're ruining your spine. You're ruining your posture. Yeah. And you're ruining your phone. Yeah. Exactly. Wallet, same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you probably want to flatten down your wallet, but maybe don't don't sit on it because you're hurting your spine. Um, but you carry around yourself yeah. in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah, dude. There you go. Atta boy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> now he's feeling all better. Now he's like, oh, I got to feel loose up. <laughs> now you're back at it. <laughs> but really what you carry around in your back pocket is yourself. And, like, you're just, like, attributes to overcome situations, attributes to have, you know, the most fun all the time, to be you. And, yep. uh that's what we've kind of just unpacked with each guest that comes on the back pocket, and yeah. and hey, we're sitting in the pocket right now. Yeah, this <laughs> is the pocket. This yeah. is the pocket. Yeah, because it's cool. Like we, um, it was really cool hearing when you were like, okay, I was in this really stressful, high pressure situation. I had probably forty eight, fifty hours of just like down moments, and then you, in my opinion, how I looked at, it was like you reached in your back pocket and found something such as helping others. Yeah. That's a virtuous thing to do. That's going to make me feel better. And now 1,700 meals later, like, look at where you are today. Yeah. So that's kind of that mentality that we're trying to instill in everybody is I want someone to hear that and be like, okay, if I'm in a bad situation, I'm going to find ways to give back. Yeah, I like I like that. Yeah. And so 200 and 270 two yeah ish, 272 ish. that's a lot of episodes <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of conversations yeah it is man yeah it really like, is what like i guess like so you started how many episodes did you do in the old saint thomas uh sunroom i think the first year we were very sporadic we weren't consistently releasing every week i think we got 36 out there 36 yeah. and then the next year i want to say it was around uh, did we do one every week we were consistent mm-hmm. yeah and that but that next year was uh Going out of school. Going out of school. Yeah. So we did one year full in school, one yeah. year half in school. I would probably say we did about 60 episodes in that studio. Yeah. And then have you done the rest of them here? We had a side yeah. room right over here. Yeah, we'll show you after this tiny room in here where his brother currently lives. Uh, He's living here for the summer. Yeah, living nice. here for the summer, just uh, stopping by before he goes back to school. And uh, so that's what our old studio used to be. And we yeah. when we moved into there... We recorded, you know, the back end of season two, but in the last year we recorded all, all in there as well, and that was 120, 120 podcasts in 2019. In, yeah, in 40 weeks. That is a intense number. And then you were like, "Wow, it's more, uh, more spacious in here." Yeah, because this was unfinished. This whole area, if you can kind of see that yellow insulation yeah. deep back there, that was this whole room. Holy shit! So yeah. we paneled this in January, and you could definitely tell we're. We're wildly average carpenters, yeah. but we got the job done. <laughs> yeah, I think it looks 
wildly great. Hey, thanks, <laughs> thanks, bro. <laughs> it looks, yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, so nice then we backdrop. moved into here at the start of this year, and we haven't looked back. Yeah, do you feel like that? Like, do you, you know, with me and Avocadish, I just always feel like there's, like, chapters. Like, there's, you mm-hmm. know, I don't even know. I think I'm on, like, chapter five. I don't even know. I have to look back and count them. But, like, do you guys feel like, do you feel like your chapters came with, like, the rooms? Or is it, like... Or is it other breakthroughs? Yeah, I definitely think a new space always in, like gets the juices back going, more creative energy, more of the like, hey, we're doing something bigger. We have yeah. we have more space now. We have yeah. more things. So yeah, I definitely think the evolution of our different studios has been in parallel with the evolution of Back Pocket. Yeah, yeah. and I would also add on to that, like we do our podcast in seasons, or we've typically done that in the past. I don't know how we're going to do it now because we've found such a good rhythm to basically be self-sustaining yeah um but in the previous years it was like we because of school we would all go home for j J term Mm. so we had six weeks off in the winter Mm. already through school so we just ended the season one we would end it right before the end of the first semester fall semester yeah and then we would pick up back with season two in the spring and then we did that we graduated but then we still applied that same logic so we do kind of give ourselves these chapters per se of season one two three now we're in four yeah um but what's funny is the chapters if i were to go back like you said and kind of plot out the different moments i don't think that would line up with how we've organized our seasons yeah um because different things happen throughout the year and if if you look back to what we did last year like a pinnacle moment was actually in the middle of season three when we uh won 660 bucks on Kentucky Derby and then did Bocella. Like that was a on a ten dollar on a ten dollar hey. bet. I won 660 bucks. <laughs> we used all of it in marketing for Bocella, and so like that's a that that's a pinnacle. That would be a chapter, right? Yeah. That would be that would be a pinnacle moment. And I was in the middle of the season. Yeah. So you know it's all over the place, but we do try and organize a little bit. Yeah. What you, so what is so if this was chapter three or chapter four what is what are the future chapters what do you want the future chapters to look like mm-hmm. yeah the thing that we've started uh focusing on is turning back pocket podcast into back pocket making it a brand mm. so people feel that there's more than just this podcast it's actually like it's the, it's the way of it's the way of the average life it's the way of life <laughs> being extraordinary <laughs> It's yeah, as goofy no. as that sounds. That's what we're after. So we have to do our best to frame ourselves as more than a podcast. It's like your why. It's our why. Your why. Hundred percent hanging up there on the wall. I feel it. I feel its energy. Yeah. So. You're, it, no joke. It's our why. Like we <laughs> yeah. look at that and that. How can we make that better? It's how, making us better, and you know, grabbing other people along the way that want to join. It's weird. I know exactly what you mean, and I have no idea what you mean, and I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I hear you though. Like it's like a. It's a, I, I think like I feel the same way about avocadish. Like to be honest, it's like when someone describes it as like a restaurant, it's weird to me. Like, oh, you're opening up a restaurant. It's always like a weird like, even though that's exactly what I am doing. It's like a weird, it's a weird thing um, because I think of it as like, yeah, it's like the root of my why, and it's like my creative expression, and I don't like to define that really. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Do you like? With back pocket, what are some ideas that you like, I guess, like ideas that you have where it wouldn't be a podcast per se? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. It's it's the media aspect, the marketing aspect. So like like you like having like, say, TikTok 
videos or yeah. like like or i mean i know, I know that, that's like a small example but like exactly yeah, yeah. so um one thing we're doing right now uh is we're we're hiring on bloggers and creators so people come like we got our roommate writing blogs on local restaurants and stuff so hmm. we'll be hitting you up for that hey. he's going to come in and give uh you know talk to you try try some avocado you know hey. give you the give you the one too yes. um but we're what we're doing is like be, like we've always said, back pocket is a reflection of Andrew and I, not only from the operations standpoint, but also from like how we're feeling, how we're looking and what we want to do. Right. Because we're kind of leading this ship. But in order to make this thing a brand, in order to make this thing, uh, in order to take this thing actually to Mars, we need more people. Yeah. We need more people under our belt. So you're like build, I said, you're building an army. We're building an army. Exactly. So. It's we, a cult. It, it's a totally a cult. <laughs> a pro dad, pro mom, pro army, parent cult, pro parent cult. <laughs> and we're and it's a way of life, <laughs> and, and we're the leaders. <laughs> hey, and ever and and everyone involved, they're the dogs. They're the dogs. And, yeah. and the dogs, dogs eat. Yeah. Is that, so is that D O G S or D A W G S? D A W G S. Okay, just thank you for clarifying. Yeah, that, no problem. And I think everybody had that same question too. Yeah. Um, but you bring on guys like Marcus, who are video creators. You bring on uh, Jack Burke, like a roommate, who's. Uh, trying to do blogging you got guys hitting us up with different projects all the time uh we got an i mean we're, we're talking about not becoming uh just a podcast but we're thinking of starting another podcast with two other women that's awesome so like there are ways that we're trying to branch out yeah. and kind of spread our seed a little bit more to um i like that create spread, the awareness spread and, this, you can spread some yes yeah, exactly mm-hmm. Ta- and then talk about like a bocella bocella has nothing to do with the back pocket podcast in the layman's terms of if, if it if bocella came across your mind you wouldn't be like oh yeah these are the two this is a podcast it's like oh this is a coachella themed boat party who's coming on what time is like who's who's headlining you know like yep. you, your questions and the things that you're focused on have really nothing to do but again, it's just another way for Andrew and I to a have fun and b influence something that we care yeah. about. Back pocket is like a it's like a campfire and it's like a creative campfire and people come and sit around this creative campfire and they stick their stick with a marshmallow on it and uh, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. They, uh, Dude, gather around know, the campfire and, and sing our campfire songs <laughs> and keep the so fire cool. warm. <laughs> Always add more wood. Yeah, and and that's make the sure thing. you have your Kindle too. You gotta yeah, and like someone brings lighter fluid, and some but someone could also bring their guitar, and someone else could bring lumber. You know, it's yeah. like what can you bring to the fire? Yeah, and I'm happy to have you. Yeah, I, I guess I would say too. I feel like you two would still have your like your thing, which like I know you have a lot of things, but like you'd keep the podcast right. Like mm-hmm. that'd be like a a centerpiece for for you two, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. Yeah, it, this definitely is like a driver of, you know, growth, yeah, like being it, able to have these types of people. It's growth, and then it's also that at the same time you create the competencies within yourself as a, your team, your most immediate team, and that you know that that is there always. Like no matter what's happening around the campfire with the other, pe- like other people that are coming, you know, it's hard to gauge motivation. Like, you know, you yeah. might have somebody you meet come on and – they're writing like the best blogs that you've ever seen or they're doing their whatever it is that they do. And then uh, they get interested in something else. And uh, it's, you know, I think like that's a challenge is like, that's been for me anyways, in my experience is like, and like how much do I invest into that? If I don't really know where that's going to be, where that's going to be at in a few months, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Wait, all. can you explain that one more time? 
Yeah, it's like uh, I've just noticed like uh, like I've brought on you know I've explored so many different things with avocados, like so many different ideas. Like it's I, I think of it as like I have it's an avocadoish campfire, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got somebody who comes in with like a stick and they put the marshmallow on. It looks like a great stick. It's a great marshmallow. They got a nice grip on the stick and they're roasting that thing to perfection. And you're like, okay, they're all about this campfire. They're doing their creative thing. This is a great thing. But the problem is it's like, you'll well, I, I'll just say from my own experiences, a lot of times it's hard to find people that can match your level of like passion or intensity or whatever it is that you want to call it, you know. And so like it's hard. Like I've just noticed like you could you could be working with somebody who seems highly motivated for a chunk of time but then it kind of dissipates and goes away and sure. they get, and you know, it's, it's hard. Like it's one of those things. It's like, it's, it, it can be challenging to keep like to you, like as a, as a business owner and entrepreneur, like I want to keep that fire roaring, you know, like I want to be at, I want to be the one who's just like adding the logs and keeping that thing roaring. But yeah, it can be, it can be challenging. Yeah. Trusting that trusting people is so hard to care as much as you do. Yeah. Because this is it's your baby. You put all the work into it and now you're pawning off a big responsibility to someone or a small one and you still don't even see like, hey, why are you, why don't you care as much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think what it's rooted in is like um trying to communicate that passion at the same time enabling them to see why you're passionate about it and maybe that transfers to them. And then you gotta think about the long term and the patience of it. So when like a great example is like with Marcus, like when you came on to the to start editing all this stuff, like I had to show Marcus from square one, like how to create a podcast video. And we've been doing this for how long? Three, four months now. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So right away, it just it what um, what was hard for me at first was like I had this vault of information from the last three years of how to do a specific task, like a very minute part of the podcast. It's a big part, I and mean, that's why Marcus was is part of it now. Um, but it it was it's communicating, it's seeding, it's trying to figure out exactly how to um, just like enable. I, if if there's a passion and there's an interest in something for someone who wants to come and help us, the first thing I'm doing is just going for the enabling. Yep. Um, I want to just see how what the what you are actually passionate in to start. Yep. How can and then how can I pivot and leverage your abilities? I, I completely completely agree with that with that train of thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had this. Uh, ha- this is happening a lot right now with Bocella. Uh, we're realizing like the people in our circle can do things way better than we can, mm-hmm. and it t- it allows us to open up some other like time and energy for other things. So a great example, um, we have a, a student at St. Thomas who she right does all our copywriting and then publish publishes all of our uh, social posts. And she also did events for the Vikings. So she's going to take care of like the actual design of the boat yeah. uh, and like take care of all the, the decoration decorations yeah. and di- different one-off games that are happening on the boat versus last year, deck and I did that. And like, that was, we spent the last two hours before we got on the boat, like rushing to Walmart and yeah. finding the stuff. Yeah. I'm sure it's like, you can too, you know what your vision looks like too. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you, you can see the work that she's doing, you can give some creative input and ideas. You can like, yes, you, you, and like, you know, like if you connect with somebody on like, I guess it's like, 
they understand your passion. They understand. I think it's really important. Like you can you can convey and articulate what it is that you're trying to doing, and they kind of attach onto that. Because then I don't know if you notice, it's like their work like aligns with like your train of thought. A good example is like with my brother, who I've, I I told you does like all of our graphic design work, yes. and I mean he's like the most like talented and creative he, person I know. He's I, your secret weapon. He's a secret. He's our secret back pocket weapon. Right yeah. there. <laughs> Shout out Mike. He's getting here tomorrow, so it'll be great. Um, but uh, it's like when I'm working with him, it's like he can literally pull the ideas out of my head and like paint a vivid picture of what I was thinking better, almost like better than I could have thought of. And that doesn't even make any sense. It's so deep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you, you bring up a good point where it's just like the the better relationship you have with someone or the better the better someone knows you or knows the vision, the better that they can amplify your, uh, with their own creativity. Like maybe they bring – um, one of those skewers to the fire. You yeah. were going to give them a stick. And they're like, dude, I went to Walmart and picked up these skewers. You want these instead? And you're like, yeah. It's metal. <laughs> this is metal. It's got a handle. It's Now I can roast a marshmallow way better, you know? Yeah. So there's also that aspect of it too. But, I I mean, quite frankly, this is totally new territory for Andrew and I. Yeah. And probably yourself with trying to – with growing this thing. Yeah. Delegate I, to elevate. Yep. No, I like, uh, there's a great, there's like a great early Amazon story, um, with like Jeff Bezos that kind of reminds me of, and it was like, this was in the nineties or whenever it was like late nineties. I think they were like an online bookstore or something like that. And he was, they were working out of like the single room at, at that point, like a single room and they were hand packing boxes and shipping them. And they're, they were on their hands and knees. And Jeff Bezos was like, oh, we should get knee pads, and then our knees, like, won't be sore. And then, like, one of his employees was like, dude, let's just get tables, and let's do this on a table, and then we don't have to, like, be on the ground on our knees. And he was like, that one idea increased our productivity by, like, 40% or whatever it was. And he was like, it's it's just amazing how like, – and I, I've noticed that with me, too. It's like those outside influences and ideas and just, like, those type of things, even though I can be – I can have my passion and like chase it and believe in my why it also a tunnel vision can come with that. Yes. Where mm -hmm. it's like you can lose sight of other things that, that you should be paying attention to, or maybe it's just not the best approach. And that's why like, yeah, I've always tried to, I've always tried to create an environment where like opinions are the most important thing. Like somebody's, somebody's ideas are very important. Like I like when people have fresh, fresh ideas or, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. so. And that begs the question, like our favorite question through this journey of figuring out avocados and your own self, like pursuit with entrepreneurship, what's been your average quality? Something you've done well at times, other times, not so well. At the end of the day, it's your average quality. You're continuously working on it, trying to get a little better at it because you care about it. Yeah, um, that is a that is a good question. And um, you know, for me, it's like I I try I, I really try to love and respect everybody. You know, um, I know that's you know it, it sounds almost cliche, but I notice it's like um, that's my that's my pulse check. That's like what I, that's how I check in on myself. If I'm like out in public and the lady in front of me in line is pissing me off with how slow she's loading things on the cart and this asshole who's 
driving five miles underneath this da, da, da. like that <laughs> like you know that those thoughts can flood in or it's like i need to treat like i try to i try to treat every person i come into ideally like it's an ideal it doesn't always happen but with with love and respect and i notice like the more i stay focused on like those type of universal principles in my life that it comes back full circle with my relationships that i have with the people in my life it's like i almost practice it in the public i work on it like it's a tool like it's a skill and then i can bring it back with me into my relationships uh it just makes it uh you know better um dude amen hair on my arm standing up it it, uh, because my dad and I and Declan were just talking about the day in, day out yeah. of, you know, this is the David Foster Wallace, this is water kind of commencement speech. But the day in, day out grind, yeah. just beating on you. You can have so many thoughts in, while you're driving someone, pissing you off, cutting you off in the grocery line, you name it. But you, everyone has a choice to think what, about that situation. You have the conscious ability to be grateful, to think of another person and, and just be empathetic and sympathetic to what – their situation yeah. could be so dude amen that's yeah. awesome amen. to have as your average quality a- amen to that mm-hmm. reflection too yeah sweet it's really yeah. cool i just i love the idea that it's um i think the word is evanescent is is like I don't, yeah i think i marcus you might have he, to, he, throws, he throws a lot of he throws out he flexes that uh vocabulary doesn't yeah, he yeah he does like he's that. diction is yeah, everestance also a band <laughs> <laughs> All right, Varkas. Effervescent. Effervescent. I think it's that. Oh, by the way, fellas, I got something for you. Okay. Oh, stickers. I'm getting that. Effervescence is like a bubbling. No worries. Effervescence is like a bubbling of liquid is basically what I'm seeing on here. All right. Perfect. That's exactly what I was going Mm -hmm. for. It's it's the idea of... uh, all right, now I got to recover. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, no, I, just like the idea of knowing that you can look at a situation that you're in from a totally different angle, and it could just it it changes your perspective. Yeah, it Im, Im, uh, amplifies a, a positive mindset and gets you right back on the on the right track. Yep. And it's not to say you shouldn't be having those like frustrating thoughts, right? Everybody has, and that's a normal thing. But it, the fact that you're aware of it is the key it's the only thing like as a per like somebody who claims that they don't have frustrating thoughts or like resentful thoughts i mean that's just bullshit it's like everybody does and to your point it's like for me it's like it's not me feeling bad about having those it's like it's the awareness it's the recognition and it's what i do you know after that and i could sit in it for a full day it could be an hour it could be but I always try to resort back, you know what I mean? And like, I have an, I have a level of awareness of how like I'm treating people around me. And like, I, I'm a good, I mean, I'm a good actor. I can, I can pretend to be nice and pretend to be, you know, those type of things, but it's like, it's gonna, I'm going to feel that. And, and it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's so true. So it's impressive, man. I love it. So on the flip side, uh, from your average quality, what is in your back pocket? So this is something when, you know, pressure becomes stress, anxiety is rising and you're in a tough situation. What's in your back pocket to help you come out on top? Yeah. I mean, the stick, you know, I've, I've been very, uh, philos- love and philosophical with my other, you know, answers. About, like, <laughs> For sure. I, I'm such a helping other people love. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm making fun of myself right now, but, uh, no. Um, so 
I'm going to give you a two part answer. It's my phone, but it's not in the way like maybe it's not. It's a specific attribute of my phone and uh, it's not really what I do. I'm, I'm kind of pivoting. I hope you don't mind. Oh, but it's like, I like record. I like I like uh, I'm not great at it and I don't have a lot of experience with it, but I love like recording. Like I love like making videos um, and I, I love just point and shooting with my phone. So, like, you know, during the unrest that we had um, from uh, from that Tuesday with George Floyd, I I tracked my health steps and like I walked like one hundred and sixty thousand steps from Tuesday to the following Wednesday. So it was like a lot of steps. And like I was literally just like I went to protests. I went to city cleanups. I went to like I just wanted to experience like, you know, everything and I, I documented it, you know, I, there, uh, I, I just did like a lot of, like a lot of recording and it was like, um, to me, it was like, and I actually have them on my Instagram stories. I think my Instagram's private though, so I don't have to look into that, but, um, I have the recordings on my Instagram stories of protests and cleanups. And, um, I was like able to kind of just, yeah, just like document and capture moments of the day as it was going and like it was like it brought me some sort of like i don't know i don't even know how to describe it but dude you're preaching to the choir though we love point and shooting because it captures the moment cap cap there's a good that's a good you found yeah. you took the word so and cap you, capture the moment yes capture yeah. the moment the phone can capture so much beauty it's it's so powerful yeah and you can repost it anywhere throw it on linkedin throw it on tiktok yeah. you can influence some people keep it to yourself and look back on 100%. it every once in a while yeah, yeah. but i think it, the most important part about that whole thing is like wow dude 160 steps giving back to the community understand like being a part of history and but seeing it but doing it through a, your your specific lens and i just think it's really cool how like yeah we have a documentation of how beautiful it is but it's more or less when you look back on it that's gonna be a documentation of how you're feeling oh yeah i every i those 160k was all by myself yeah um and it was i was fortunate you know to be in dinky town um because i I live in the same building the restaurant's opening up in because i did not like my commute but uh it's fortunate to kind of you know i could walk downtown i actually one day walked uptown and like i was in the i was in you know, I was in the, the noise, I was in the action. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was like a, uh, it was, yeah, it was just like how I, yeah. What was your favorite, um, gathering or protest that you attended? Yeah. Um, I attended, so this was after the city had simmered down, uh, the following, the following week Mm -hmm. and, um, me and, uh, actually Edja who, uh, introduced me to Sam. Yeah, Brodsky. Yep. Um, we went to a uh, a community gathering on campus, and it was this guy who was from out of state, and he runs this like uh, violence intervention and prevention, um, and he just has like this incredible story. Um, he was actually a victim of violence himself, but um, he's up here. You know, he he came up here when when the unrest started. And he just preached a message of um, just peace and unity moving forward, and it was it was really powerful um, to just be a part of it and listen. And there was a lot of just incredible black leaders who were, um, 
you know, just to me speaking, speaking some truths that were just great to hear. And we, we, we served some guac and, uh, it was a good, it was a good time. Um, he, uh, yeah. And then, um, the city cleanups, you know, though, like those were like, they, it's, uh, it looked, it felt very Minnesotan. <laughs> like, there was like, just like a, there's like a bunch of people like who just like came to, like, I, I went to Midway, I went to Uptown and I'm not going to front. Like there was literally like, it was hard to find something to do. Like literally <sighs> there's that many people out there. Like it was like, I would like go in and like, you know, you're in this like random dental office lobby that's, you know, flooded or something. And everyone's like m- pushing broom, the water pushing the water out. Yeah. And like, but like, you're one of like, 12 people in this like 300 square foot room i mean it's like there's so many people out and um and so i just did a lot more point and shooting i was trying to capture i was just trying to capture moments and i uh yeah i i try to just do everything objectively i try to be patient with myself on you know just like to process it mm-hmm. properly and to be you know as, as tempting as uh the our digital platforms were you know were raging uh raging in the sense of like people wanted to you know quickly give their just perspective on everything which Mm -hmm. is which is fine um but i tend yeah i tend to try to be patient and with myself and like my opinions and like my thoughts and everything like that to give myself time because like i understand when i rush judgment in any direction it's usually not the best my own best personal perspective mm-hmm. with it sure so um and it's like you know i'm still yeah it, it's a we actually later today um we are going um we're going to a, another event for juneteenth um on campus and cool. so it's a bunch of student group organizations and so that's kind of just like my my next experience i'll be having with it uh and i i, I just like you know i'm yeah it's uh it's I, I really do think just good is going to come from all this. Yes, I really do. I do, too. Yeah. And I think it goes back to, you know, you have a conscious decision to, to view others. You also have the conscious choice to put yourself in situations to see racism and like actually understand what's happening because we don't know. We yeah. literally don't know. We're, we're three white guys that don't have any clue. And uh, since George Floyd's mor- murder on Memorial Day, Deck and I kind of have, you know, owned up to that realized like hey we need to be a little more proactive yeah. we need to be a lot more proactive um we had a conversation with io and aaron who um shared exactly what's going on in their head um two me- yeah two members of the black community and yeah dude some of the three well how long we spent like three and a half three hours, hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I watched i watched uh, a couple well, of those clips mm-hmm. yeah it's very uh, powerful oh yeah yeah and uh, we have the opportunity to have these conversations and open up between now three white guys. How are they feeling? How are they going to take action? How are they going to listen? How are they going to be proactive? Yeah. And yesterday I went to a Juneteenth um, thing in North Minneapolis, a little community gathering yeah. where they're playing music, handing out food, and just sitting around talking. Yeah. Super cool. I would have never um, been pro- been conscious to take that leap and been like, hey, I want to you know see what these people are feeling in this moment when like you know it's the anniversary of the um slavery being abolished um so it's been really awesome that the community is pushing how to you know work through the situation yeah and i don't think that's been done in the past i don't know we're 24 and we don't really know but it feels like this has never been done no not in my 
not my lean spruce 32 years. hundred <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally, uh, but in, again, it kind of goes back to the idea of just awareness. Like well, we're aware that, you know, we haven't really experienced any sort of racism. We're aware yeah. of the fact that <laughs> these people in the black community absolutely have. Yep. Um, and recognizing that. And then once you know that it's like, the obvious choice is to go and help, you know, why do you think thousands of people were out there helping in the community? Like if you weren't, if you weren't, if you didn't get your ass up at eight o'clock and get yourself the midway to help, if you showed up at 11, dude, it was all clean. Yeah. Like the people were there and ready to rumble yep. and just morning risers, man. The yeah. people in Minnesota are just killing it. Yeah. Uh, it's so, it was powerful. It's, yeah. it's been powerful. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I, and I just, uh, I love this. I love this city. I love this community. Um, you know, and yeah, I'm just, I really think that good is going to come from, from this. Yeah. Good know? is already happening, man. Yeah. Yes. If you, if you drive down Hennepin, that's a, that's a, yeah, good is already happening. Good is yeah. already happening. Good's been happening. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More good. More good is coming. Right. More good. Which is like, cr- dude, it's just a what a crazy year it's already been, man. And it's yeah. so cool. Like, the story arc that we're on if you look at it in the ter- last six months like the australian fires to start off the year <laughs> <laughs> Go, like you can work down the list of like, yeah. just kobe and then kobe, kobe passing like, yeah. a, like these are global impacts Jerry, like everyone knew epstein, the fires epstein jeffrey, jeffrey epstein. epstein yeah uh, can't forget about jeff <laughs> tiger king that got buried like yeah. quick yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah things get yeah so. fucking tiger king was a part of that 100%. i didn't i never i never watched yeah that. i don't good? i mean it's I it was it, it was good but you knew of it you knew what was <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah you knew enough but yeah, yeah it just it's crazy because now like you know we still got time we got still we got time of the clock you yep. know uh and there's still good to be done yep. and it's something that i think it's a it's a turning point it's a it's one of those things where it's like there's good happening we need to make sure that the good continues to happen. Turning, turning point. I like that one. Yeah. That's, I like that. I, yeah. Turning point is a good two words together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, June 25th, there's going to be a big turning point. Huge, yeah. huge turning point. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So speaking about other turning points, um, a lot of what we do on this podcast to, uh, to continue to grow is to, you know, have, or ask the challenge question. So, um, who do you think from your network of people that would be who that from your network? Who do you think would be a good fit or a good person to have on the back pocket? You know, let me, I'm drawing a mental blank. That's fine. Yeah. Let me get, let me think about that one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let me be, let me give that a little bit of marination, a Mm. little bit of patience. Mm -hmm. Nice. Don't rush judgment. I'm going to let it slow cook for a little bit and then I'll, Crockpot, yeah, crockpot it, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll think of something though. Sweet, yeah. No, I want to make perfect. it a good. I want to make it the yeah, the best possible selection. Right exactly. On. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is going to be a turning point with whoever you challenge us to get on. It'll be like okay, perfect. Yeah. That'll be a chapter. Who, yes, who, do you, who who's on your next show? Uh, we do we have anything booked? Because so Declan's going in from Tucson and back once a month to record these podcasts yeah i like your i saw your place by the way i fucking love that (laughs) seriously it's perfect like that the outdoor uh outdor kitchen kitchen area it's ridiculous shower like literally nothing better taking a shower outside i'll tell you that right now it's awesome a little morning workout we're right after it man yeah but uh yeah man it's it's real good stuff marcus were you about to say something 
No, just our next guest. Oh. So, yeah, we got a next guest. Uh, her name's Ava, and she'll be here in July. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so this is wild. So, um, I don't. I think her name. Her name's Ava Justin on uh, Instagram. She's got like 175 thousand followers. Damn, that's she's like, like 174, a, 980 something more than me. So, right. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we could, as the four white guys in this room, if you were to combine our following on Instagram, multiply it by ten, she would still have a hundred thousand more. <laughs> but so she's 14, and she's a movie star. Whoa. Okay. It DM'd us on Instagram and was like, can I come on your show? I'd love to talk. I just released this new movie where I was a lead role and want to talk about it. And, like, we didn't know she was 14 at the time. Uh, and then when we go to book, I'm like, yeah, uh, we're going to be available when I come back again, July 3rd or whatever. And she's like, okay, cool. Just uh, send the calendar invite to my mom. And then I was like, your mom? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then, like, I had to, like, circle back on my head, like, do a quick pivot. And then – uh yeah, we found out she's like 14, and I'm like, that is fucking so cool. I've yeah. we've never had a 14-year-old on the podcast. Yeah. Like, we've never really even had the opportunity. <laughs> now, like, we're going and searching was, for all this. She yeah. was born in, what is that, 2006? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Man, yeah. That's, yeah. That's crazy. My youngest sister, so I'm the oldest of five, my youngest sister is a junior in high school. So eight years younger than me, 16 right now. Yeah. She's younger than her. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy yeah it's wild. so nuts but it's happening ex- july 3rd july 3rd that'll yeah. be our next podcast nice. and then we gotta fill Maybe a couple more second. yeah yeah second because the third's a friday so we're not doing that okay. sir yeah yep. so yeah that's our next one it's gonna be crazy she's uh originally from she's a kenyan american okay so pretty exciting stuff kenyan american movie star lots of instagram followers it should be a good conversation S- Seven hundred thousand on tiktok too not to mention yeah She's she's Crazy. killing it. Yeah. yeah, so it's wild. But I think this brings us to our final question. Yes, yes, yes. Sweet. Yes. Uh, last question. What did you learn today? I know it's an early start here. You're not a, typically an early riser. What yeah. time did you go to bed last night? I went to bed. At, it was probably like one forty-five. Oh, so right, dude, you, you got a little. You got you got an hour start into two hours into your day already yeah. on the on the front end. Now you're catching up here. Oh, I'm re- I'm rearing and ready to go. No, I I try to keep it in that five and a half to seven hours and fifteen minute range. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of my range right there. Wow, so it's, it wasn't in, that's an bad. incredibly specific range. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Keep, keep it in. <laughs> that's there. questionable. You, you, you don't want to undersleep. You don't want to oversleep. No. Uh, what what did I learn? I mean. I really enjoy conversations, I would say, just with other other people, other individuals, duos, singular, whatever, you know, like that are just creating and like attacking their why, you know. Uh, and so just like it's inner like I don't know if there's like a specific I learned this, but it's like you guys did uh, you, to your point. It's like an energy. It's like a feeling like I feel back pocketed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, feel like, I feel like I'm in your back pocket and I'm all right there. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm energized with it. Boom. See, there it is. We didn't even yeah. have to ask the question. Came in with like low energy. I don't know. This wow. I'm wow. tired. Wait, it's said, not a wow. low energy. You huh? said it. Oh, shit. Dude, these are your words. Wait all a right, second, all right, dude. All right. It wasn't low energy. Maybe, what, would, what would be the word we use? Questionable energy? Questionable. Ooh, I like that. Questionable yeah. okay. energy. Like, like the caffeine indes- hadn't hit. Indes- indecisive energy. Mm-hmm. Like my energy was like, what am I going to be doing this morning? I actually got another one for you. Yeah. Unknown energy. Unknown energy. Because you didn't open the box yet. Yeah, but energy is just energy. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's energy mm. is you know, we, we, label, <laughs> we label with our brains what energy. It's good. It's bad. I didn't get that. I got that. Like we label and energy is just a 
raw resource and it's wherever you direct it. And you can take the worst energy, like when I didn't get the job at Target in February of 2018 and I had a final interview in downtown Minneapolis, just blew it. And then like you just say to yourself, you're like, what am I going to do with this energy? Good energy. Good energy. Put it take that. Energy. Yeah, take that energy, that Throw shit you're it. feeling, yeah. and dump it into something else. Throw it into something else. Avocados, yeah. June yeah. 25th. Yeah. Let's but, fucking hey, go, I appreciate. Dude. I just appreciate uh, being on the show and having the conversation. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on, Alex. Yeah, we'll be talking right after we get off the air, too, so let's not pretend. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. see ya. Bye, guys. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey yeah. that's a wrap.